point now. All right, good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Dav Chavhei and Chavav Aleph, starting on the second line of Chavhei Aleph and going down to the two dots on Chavav Aleph, about 10 lines from the bottom at the two dots, a lot of ground to cover. Let's jump right in. Save Dinizunya, the elders of a particular city, Lo Asu Lepirke de Ravchizda, they ditched on Ravchizda's shear. Amar Leila Rav Hamnuna, Ravchizda says to Rav Hamnuna, Zil Tsena'inhu. Go over to them and Tsina Inhu. What does that mean? Rashi's second line, Zil Tsina Inhu. And more alemli, he's Sagir Vileshe Babayas. Tell them to lock themselves in their own home. This is a language of, usually the word Tsnias is a positive word here. It's being used in the negative word. So Azam, then Rav Hamnuna went over to these people. Amar Luhu, my time alo, Asu Rabban the Pirka. You guys ditched. What's the deal? Just they said, Amrulay, they said, Amai Nesi, why should we bother showing up? We had asked a question from Ravchizda. From we had asked a Shiloh to Ravchizda, they never answered us. We're done. We're not going to Ashir. He's not helping us anymore. Cancel culture. What about me? Have you ever asked me a question and I haven't answered you? What was your question? So, Bomine, they asked a question. In regards to Evid, remember what we've been discussing. What are considered the parameters for a severance on, of the human body that enables Nebed Kanani to go free. They said, Evan, Shesirsu Rabu Mahu. If there is an Evid where his Rav uh, was misarius him in regards to his Beitzim, in regards to his testicles, what would be the dim? Do we say, Kamum Dami? That it's uh, revealed because, in theory, that part of the body is external to the body. Although, or perhaps because the Beitzim are enclosed within skin, within the skin of the scrotum, so therefore, <clears throat> There's nothing to talk about, says the Gemara, that Rav Hamnuna lo hava biyada, he didn't know the answer. Amru lo, all of these guys, these goons, they said to Mashimcha, by the way, what is your name after all? He said, Amr lehu Hamnuna. He said, my name is Hamnuna. So they gave a little bit of an elbow, and Amru le, they said to him, Lav Hamnuna ela Karnuna. What is Karnuna? Rashi says, six lines down, di Ramasal Karnuna, Yoshev Kronos Ata, lo Baal Torah. You don't know what you're talking about, you're an Amha Oretz, goodbye. And then Rav Hamnuna, uh, with his uh, with his uh, upset demeanor, went in front of Rav Chizda, and he presented what the guy said back to him. Rav Chizda says back to Rav Hamnuna, They were asking you for a basic Mishnah. You should have known it. That's not. <clears throat> the Mishnah says, There are 24 tips on the body, and they will not become Tame because of Michya. What's Michya? Rashi. Ten lines down, So what we see that this is a type of um type of uh, nega. Now the reason why it wouldn't become tame is because when something is found um in uh, wrapping the whole tip of your finger, it's impossible to see all aspects of the nega at any one time. When you're looking at the front, you can't see the back. When you're looking straight on, you can't see the side. And therefore, when you can't see the whole nega, we're not going to learn the Marimakomas for this, now Rashi discusses this. When you can't see the whole nega, then it's not considered to be a nega. These are the types of limbs, uh, the types of appendages, where a person, if they were to have a nega there, they would not have uh, tsaras. Says the Gemara, Roshe etzbos, yadayim viraglaim, ten fingers and ten toes, Baroshe oznaim, the tips of your ears, Baroshachot, and the tip of your nose, Barosh kaviyah, 
the uh, end of a person's uh, genitalia. The Roshe Dadim Shabaisha, the end of a woman's breasts. Rabbi Huda Omer Afbeish, even the end of the, the male breast. The Tani Allah, in all of these cases, Bekulam, in all of these cases, Ever Yotze Bahem. That in all of these cases, it's considered to be the case that if you get injured in any of these areas, you go free. You go free. Any 24 of these locations, you go free. Rebbe Omer, Afa Sirus, even in regards to the Sirus, the Beitim case that we started with, you'd also go free for that. Benazai Omer, Af Halashon, even if a person's tongue were to be injured, which was both of these were left out. The case of Sirus, Beitim was left out, and the case of Lashon, the tongue was also left out. And we'll see it at the very bottom of the Gemara, the tongue is considered an internal or an external organ. Sometimes it's seen, sometimes it's not. Omar Mar, let's analyze. First of the long lines, a little bit more than a third of the way down, and off the Gemara says, analyzing Shitas Rebbe. Rebbe said, Rebbe Omar Afa Sirus, even in regards to Sirus, if um, if a Rav, uh, if a Rav does some type of damage to the Beitzim of the Eved, he goes free. Sirus demai, what is the damage that he's done? Says the Gemara, then the Sirus to get if we're talking about the Aver itself, that can't be. Because the Brysa, that was already included in the Brysa of the 24. So the Sirus can't be that. El Olav, it must, must be Sirus debates him. And therefore, Sirus debates him answers our question from the top of the page. And that is why Rav Chiza said to Rav Hamnuna, this is a Mishnah. That's Shitas Rebbe. Rebbe is of the opinion that when there's Sirus and that's talking about Beitzim, therefore that's considered enough damage to send a person, to send an Ebed Kanani out of his servitude. Let's analyze this Shita still more second of the wide lines. Rebbe Omer Afa Sirus, Vahacha, the Rebbe Lashonlo. Does Rebbe not agree to the Shita Ben Azai? Rebbe spoke about Sirus. The Brisa spoke about 24. The, which excluded uh, Beitzim, it excluded Lashon. So Rebbe then added in Beitzim and seemingly didn't add in Lashon. So says the Gemara, how can he leave out Lashon? After all, let's say you have a person who's Tamim Mace and there's Mechatas and he's been sprinkled on his mouth, Rebbe Omer Hiza. That is considered to be Hazaya, which means that this is considered to be a part of your body that is subject to, uh, to halachic principles of the outside of the body. So therefore, how can you say that Rebbe would not agree? That Rebbe himself said he's a, and after all, the, uh, that he says that, therefore it's a stira. We're talking about on the tongue, in which case we have a stira with Rebbe, because Rebbe seemed to omit Lashon, the damage of a person's tongue, from the damages that would free an Eved Kanani. And over here, he seems to include a tongue as it relates to Hazza. Says the Gemara, lo, that's not correct. Halfway down, we're not talking about your tongue. When the when the Bryce over here talks about Shehiza, uh, Hazza Al-Piv is talking about Al-Sfasav on his lips. Says the Gemara, Al-Sfasav Pshita. Everyone agrees on your lips that that's considered to be external to the body. I could understand the machlokas of the tongue. Sometimes we see the tongue, sometimes we don't. But Pashat, the, the lips are on the outside. Says the Gemara, that's really true um, in some ways, but what if a person purses their lips very tightly? And therefore, the parts of the lips that are touching are no longer visible. You can't do that to your 10 fingers. What are you going to hide them in your hand? I can still see my fingertips if they're in there. I just have to look at them. But if a person constantly purses their lips, there's a part of their lips that aren't seen. So perhaps we would have said that the mehaza doesn't work there, that the mehaza does work there, and therefore... There's no raya one way or the other for Rebbe in regards to Lashono. Says the Gemara, wait one second, Vatanya, we have another Brisa that says Al-Lashono, that Hazza 
does work on the Lashon. So therefore, Kashi against Rebbe, because Rebbe seemed to exclude it. But Odin, furthermore, Tanya, we have a Brisa that speaks about a Bechor, and says the Gemara that a Bechor is no longer a Bechor when there is a Mum of Vishenitel Rov HaLashon, when most of the tongue is removed. What does Rebbe say? Rebbe Omer, Rov HaMedaber Belashono. Most of the parts of the tongue where speech takes place. So therefore, we see a double question against Rebbe. It seems to be that he omitted he omitted Lashon from his count. And it seems that according to Rebbe, from our, again, from the first presentation of Rebbe, it seems to be that if uh, the tongue of an Evid Kanani was cut, he would not go free. Here we have Kasha, says, says the Gemara, you're right. Two thirds of the way down, eight lines into the wide lines. Of course, he holds of Sirus, but he even holds of Lashon. I should say the other way. He holds of Lashon and he even uh, holds of Sirus. Says the Gemara, Ben Azai Omar Lashon Aval Sirus Lo. So says the Gemara, the flow of our Gemara is actually out of order. Umay Af, what does it mean, Af? Even the language is odd because if you're saying Af Hasirus for Rebbe, if you look at the first last of the short lines, Rebbe said Af Hasirus, but I thought the Lashon was first and then Af Hasirus was on the Lashon. You're out of order. Says the Gemara, Akamaisa, no. What we're talking about is on the 24. He's adding on to the 24. If that's the case, we should have included Reb, the, the Brisa first, then Ben Azai, who only includes Lashon and not Sirus, and then Rebbe, who includes both Sirus and Lashon. That would have been a smoother flow. Says the Gemara, you're right logically, and that should have been how the Mishnah was written. The problem is that's not how the time of uh, information evolved. Tana, the person who put together this particular Mishnah, Shema the Rebbe He had already heard of the Shita of Rebbe, and he wrote down Rebbe Shita. And then Rishama the Benazai Batani. He wrote Shema. He wrote Benazai afterwards because that's when he heard his name. That's when he heard his Shita. So therefore, you're right. It's out of order, but we're going to keep it this way because of a very important principle. That we are not going to edit a Mishnah in this regard. All right. So all of this is sugya. One, the Maisa, according to Shitas Rebbe, we were discussing whether the Lashon, the cutting of the tongue of an Ebed Kanani, if it would generate uh, freedom for that Ebed, according to Rebbe, it seemed like he didn't say it. Now we know for sure that he did. And therefore, there are three levels, seemingly, of those uh, actions that will create um, the freedom. Obviously, Shane Vine is in the Psukim. We have the Bryce of the 24. Ben Azai adds Sirus, uh, and Rebbe adds Sirus and Lashon. Amar Ula, two thirds of the way down. Everyone agrees in regards to the tongue in Yatuma, the Galuhuit that if a tongue is contacted by a Sheretz, that's considered to be outside of the body, and therefore he'll become Tame in my time. Because I share Yigabo, in regards to a Sheretz, the parameter of the Torah is that there should be contact, Amarachmana, just something that touches. The high Nami Bar we're not talking about an inner organ, right? like where your, your spleen, okay, Pasha, the animal can't touch that, but your tongue, which is sometimes out of the body and sometimes in, that can become subject to the tumor of a sheretz. And the Indian tefila, there's also no machlokes. That's ketamundami, that's the Indian tefila. Your tongue, as it relates to tevila, that's considered to be hidden. My Your busser, the flesh of your body, the skin is external to your body. Your, your tongue lives inside your mouth. I felt that sometimes it's in your mouth and sometimes it's out of your mouth. But Lamai says it relates to the mikvah. We don't need to get water of the mikvah touching your tongue. I wouldn't recommend it anyways. Um, what? Well, you don't open your mouth with your teeth? You're not supposed to get mikvah water in your mouth. You're not required and you're not supposed to. Nor would yeah, I recommend. I you learn something new every day. But if there's ever a puddle not to drink from, it's mikvah water. So uh, you do not, your mouth should be open, but with air, you keep the water at bay. 
you should not allow water into your mouth. And we'll discuss at the bottom of the page the halachic aspects of whether you can keep your mouth open, but if you keep enough air in your mouth and half blow out, then the water won't go in. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. I don't blame you. But we'll discuss at the bottom of the page certain aspects of this that are a little bit more halachic. So the reason why the Lenin Tfila, it's Ketamun, why that's considered to be hidden is because it's Basar and Basar's Me'avroi, Avkol Me'avroi. The only time we have a Machlokas in, is, uh, in regards to Hazah. Lo Nechleku, the Rabbanon and Rebbe, they only argue in regards to Hazah in regards to the sprinkling of the Mechatas. What's the argument? Rebbe Medama Le'lutuma. Rebbe compares it to Tuma, just like Tuma of the Sheretz is the real deal, it's considered external. So to by Hazot, it's considered like the real deal. The rabbis say that Hazot is not like Tuma, Hazot is like Tfila, just like Tfila is only that which is Me'avroi on the outside, tongue is inside, this is outside. This is fascinating. You've seen probably all of these memes and jokes about putting the comma in the wrong place. Right, so that's one of these examples. We don't know how to read the pasuk in Chumash. The pasuk reads the Gomer, and I'll read the whole pasuk inside so we have some context. If you have the pasuk on the side, it's helpful. The pasuk says and then the next word is vichito, is vichito with the first part, and you became pure. Or is vechito with the second part vechito bayom hashvi? We don't know if it's bayom hashvi vechito or vechito bayom hashvi vechibes begedavrachatz b'maim v'taher mi ba'erev. Eight lines from the bottom, the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Chav Hey Amad Aleph, Rabbi Savar Biza Hatahor Alatam Ebayom Hashishi Uvayom Hashvi Vechito, and Vechito in this case means to become Tahor, and it's talking about Tuma in that part of the pasuk. So therefore, Rabbi says that when it comes to the Tara of the Haza, which is Vechito. It's in the same category as Tuma, which is therefore that the tongue is considered to be external as it relates to Tuma. So it's external as it relates to Hazah. Rabbanon Sabri, the rabbis hold that the Pasuk of Vechito, the word Vechito is with the second half of the Pasuk, namely, and this half of the Pasuk, the word Vechito is talking about the same part of the Pasuk that's talking about Vechatz Bamaim. So therefore the Rabbanon see an equivalence between Vechito, which means you become Tahor from the world, of Mechatas, and it says Barachatz Bitzrobamayim, which is talking about mikvah. So therefore, we see that Tvila is in the same category of Chito, and therefore, by Tvila, since uh, the tongue is not Meavra, it's not outside, it's inside. So therefore, um, the din is that it uh, should not go on your tongue. So it says the Gemara, Verabonan Nami, uh, yeah, Nami. Why were you not made the Tuma? Why didn't you say like Rebbe that we should compare Vechita to Tuma? They said because Tara mitara havalelamela. We're talking about Tara from Mechatos, and the second half of the pasuk is talking about Verachatz b'Sarobamayim, which is also talking about Tara. We should stay stay on the topic. Why? Why are you changing topics? Just it makes more sense this way. I have a Rebbe nid made the Tefila. Why doesn't Rebbe hold like the Rabbanon? And make a comparison between Hazan and the world of Tfilah, says the Gemara, because if you look in the Pasuk, it says, two lines above us, is talking about laundering your clothes and is really a separation from the word Rebbe can't handle the, the bifurcation. And he says, therefore, it doesn't work that way, even though I would agree with you in principle, we should say that everything is talking about Tara, but here we can't do that because the Pasuk is interrupted by Asks the Gemara five lines from the bottom. The Sava Rebbe Lenyan Tfila Ketamundami. Is it correct that Rebbe hold Rebbe holds in regards to Tfila? We said it was a double pasha ten lines ago that everyone agrees in regards to Tfila that uh, it's uh, it's Ketamundami. 
says the Gemara, the Amar Ravin, Amar of Ada, Amar of Yitzchak, Maise B'Shivcha Shel Beis Rebbe, the maid servant of Rebbe, Shatavla, she went to the mikvah, Alsa, and she got out of the mikvah, Benimsa Etzem Bein Shinel, and she found that there was a bone inside her teeth, a little fish bone, something along those lines. B'Tzricha Rebbe, B'Tvila Cheres, what did Rebbe say? Go back to the mikvah. Take the bone. I'll go back to the mikvah. What do we see from here? The Rebbe is concerned about the mouth. Forget about the tongue specifically. But even that, anything which is in the mouth. We wanted to say, Havamina, that everything by tefillah, the tongue is always considered to be an internal part of the body and not relevant to tefillah. So then why did Rebbe send her to the mikvah? Elamaya, it must be that Rebbe holds that the inside of the mouth, mouth is relevant for mikvah. So it says the Gemara, It's in fact correct that we don't need to have water that is brought into the mouth during the mikvah. But we need it to be a space that there that water could enter, meaning you're right, water from the mikvah does not and should not go in your mouth. But in theory, had it gone in your mouth, it would have to be able to access all of the natural parts of your body. And therefore, says the Gemara, What this is talking about is a korban mencha. Let's say that the pan, the dish that the flour and water is in is a, diff, is a dish that's so difficult to mix it that it's just not feasible or reasonable that the water will get in touch with all of the flour. So in that case, that's a big problem. If it's eno ra'oi labila, it's not even possible for everything to mix because of the, the shape or size of the pot or the ratios of flour to water. So then bila me'akebis. Even though if the if in theory the ratio of water to flour and the pot was perfect, if there was still some dry flour, no problem. But in theory, it has to be done. So therefore, over here too, when one person goes to the mikvah, their mouth is considered to be tamun. Their mouth is considered to be a part of the mikvah that does not require water. One should not get mikvah water in their mouth. However, you should not be wearing um, your Invisaligns. You should not be wearing uh, rubber bands if you have braces. These are shilas and poskim in regards specifically to women going to the mikvah. Uh, the poskim actually discuss when a woman goes to the mikvah, should she use waxed floss to floss her teeth? Or should she not use waxed floss? So one of the concerns about waxed floss is that the wax stays on your teeth after you floss. That could generate a hefsake. And Afal Peter, we don't need the water to go into her mouth, but it has to be ra'oi for water to go into her mouth. Another example of this is the a well-known din that on the day that a woman goes to the mikvah, she should not be eating meat and we extend it to chicken. Meat is very stringy. The muscle is very stringy. And it's not uncommon. We've all had this happen. That's why they hand out toothpicks at restaurants. That you get a little bit of piece of meat stuck between your teeth. The only override is Shabbos and Yantiv that a woman can, in fact, eat meat and chicken. She just has to be careful to remove that chicken on Shabbos and Yantif before she goes to the mikvah. This is all this din, that it's we need it to be that had it been that water was in a person's mouth when they go to the mikvah, we need it to then be that the water could access if there's a bone in the in between the teeth, if there's meat between the teeth, that does not count. Going back to our starting discussion about uh, the conversation between the rebellious students who didn't go to Rav Chizda's shir and the discussion about the Beitzim, um, how all of that works out. This is, in fact, the Machlok Tanoim, Ketanoim, Chav Heyam at Beis on the top of the page. This is a Pasuk that speaks about male genitalia, if they are squashed, crushed, torn, or severed. No terminologies that anyone would enjoy. Kulan Beitzim Divi Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says we're talking about Beitzim only testicles, not the actual Gid. 
uh, asks the Gemara, but Beitzim below Begid, are you only talking about Beitzim? What about the anatomy itself? Zog the Gemara, Elakulan Afba Beitzim. In all of these cases, these same forms of damage of Malch, Kasus, Nasuk, and Harus, all of them apply both to the Beitzim and to the Gid. No difference between them. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, no, Kulan Begid, the opposite. We're only talking about the Gid. We're not talking about the Beitzim. In other words, damages to the Beitzim would not cause for the freedom of the Ebed, only damage to the Gid. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, those are the first two, that's if they're squashed or crushed, that's af bebeitzim, but those latter two ones of being torn or severed, those are begid in bebeitzim, those only apply to the Gid, to the anatomy itself, and not to the scrotum, not to the beitzim that are in the scrotum. Okay, back to uh, back to Kinyonim. Mishnah says on Chavheim and Beis, Behema Gasa Nikneis Bimisira. We are able to be Kone, a big animal, a cow, a bull, whatever, a bison. That's done Bimisira. You hand over the reins. That's what Rashi says. If you take a look at Rashi, eight, ten, well, ten lines down at the new Mishnah, you hand over the reins or you hand over the hair. Continuing in the Mishnah, small animals, you have to pick them up. Are you daka, a small one? Like Rav Meir says, I have to pick up the sheep, or can I even do Meshicha where I pull the animal towards me? Mishnah opens with a unique sheet that's not found in our Mishnah. Darash Rav the Kimchunya. Rav was the guest speaker, speaker, scholar in residence in Kimchunya. He was speaking and he said, Gasa Even a Behema Gasa, which we said is only Nikneis Bemesira. That's what that was the sheet at the beginning, the first sheet, the sheets of our Mishnah. Over here, we see that it's nicknames Bimashicha, even by pulling the animal. So it says the Gemara, There were some students of Shmuel who were chaperoning the students of Rav after they heard Rav's odd psak. It's against the Mishnah. How can you say that a Behemagasa can be nicknames Bimashicha? That's not what it says. It's only Bimashira. You have to hand over the reins. It's not Bimashicha, Dafka. Hadar did Rav reject his own shita that it's really b'mesira to say that it's even b'meshicha? Says the Gemara, no. Rav had his own shita. Rav held who the Omar ki haitana the Brisa writes the Tanya v'chacham omrim zuvazun nikneis b'meshicha. Really, there is a shita in the Tanaim. That's the Tanakama in this Brisa, seven lines from the bottom of the page, two thirds of the way down on Chavhem with Beis that a behema gasa, a large animal, can be nikneis both a behema gasa and a behema daka can be nikneis with meshicha. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Zuvazu Behagba. We're going to have a very practical problem in a moment. And that is that Rabbi Shimon's of the opinion that in regards to uh, uh, an animal that's uh, uh, a behemoth gasa and a behemoth daka, both of them can be picked up. Says the Gemara, you'll please excuse me, Maskifla Rabbi Yosef, Elamiata, peel the Rabbi Shimon, Bamaya Last I checked, um, <laughs> uh, elephants are very, very large. If you're of the opinion that an animal that's a behemagasa needs to be picked up in order to be nikneh, behatzlacha. <laughs> what are you going to do? You're, okay, you come up with a pulley system, fine. But Lamaisa, that or you, the, the basic uh, Kenyan is done by Hagba. And you can't pick up a baby elephant. You certainly can't pick up an adult one. They weigh tons, many tons. 
Perhaps it's bechalipin. Perhaps what Reb Shimon means is that you're right. We're not picking up the animal, but we're doing chalipin, which is of course a replacement kenyan. Inami besocheres mekomo. Perhaps we'll rent out the place where the animal is standing. Rabbi Zera Omer maybe arba kelim umanichan tachas ragla. We take four kelim, put one under each of his feet, and that's the kenyan. Asks the Gemara on this recommendation of Reb Zera. Shamas mina kelim shelokech bershus mocher kanalokeh. If you have the kalim of the buyer in the house of the seller, how can you say that that works? We have already discussed this sugya many blot ago, maybe a basechta ago. Where was this? We saw this. We definitely saw this in Gitna. Yeah, but it's not quoted it's here on the side. Oh, oh, it's quoted outside the lines here. Gitna and Ches. Yeah. 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 So over here in the side here, it says, Baba Metziah, Samach Zayin, Amid Beis, Baba Basra, Pehemid Beis, Ayin Zayin, Avodazara, Ayin Aleph, Amid Beis. And then afterwards, it adds in Gitna and Ches. Really? But I remember it. That's one Ozvahadar that uh, you appreciate. <laughs> I remember it too. I would never have remembered where. But here the Gemara says, you want to bring in the Lokeach is bringing his own Kalim into the Rishus of the Mocher, the seller of the elephant. That's not going to work, mm-hmm. says the Gemara. And we're not talking about the property of the Mocher. We're talking about Besimta in some type of alleyway. Rashi says, Besimta Zavis, Shehi Eitzel Rishus HaRavim, Vein Lo Rishus HaRavim, Lo Rishus HaYachid. We had a Simta Maseches Erevin back in the day, uh, and it will be found elsewhere in Shas as well. Lemaisa, that does work, the Gemara says. That we're allowed to bring in the Kalim of the Lokeach, of the buyer, into a Simta, which is, uh, what's that zone between uh, the two Koreas, the uh, non-military zone? It has no status. It's not this and it's not that. What? Demilitarized. Demilitarized zone. That's the word I was looking for. All right, there you go. Okay, so there the Gemara says that that actually works. Inami, uh, turning to the top of Chavavamadalaf, heading to the end of the of the day, we're going to be learning just a little bit more. Inami bechavile zemuros. If you are able to set up a scenario where you can put down enough vegetation, enough uh, straw, whatever the case may be, that the animal when it climbs up three tefachim, when it climbs up, climbs up enough, that's considered to be hagba. It's a cheap shot, but it works. <laughs> but why is that considered hagba? What are you doing? The fact that you made it walk onto higher ground—that's enough. Because you added things to the ground, you added blocks. You ever been to the circus where the elephant stands on a brick? Okay, those are the kinds of things that we're talking about. If you can make the elephant do that, that's considered Rib Shimon's version of Hagba with a peel with an elephant. Okay, look in Rashi, you'll see because it's been a month trying to understand this. You set it up, it's Hagba, there's love. It has to be above three tvach. He's off the ground now. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, there's just no love. Okay, simple. All right, next mission on the top of Chavavah Meralaf. Let's jump right in. This, um, I have a mental block for some of these types of sugyas, so uh, I did learn it, and I think I understand it, but I'm just telling you my brain is not good with these nechassim she'esh lamachrayis sugyas. Nechassim she'esh lamachrayis is typically referred to uh, this way, and it talks about karka. It's properties that have liens on them. and says the Gemara, these kinds of properties are niknen v'kesef v'bishtar v'chazaka. We can be kona these properties with money, with a document, and with a chazakam. She'en lehen achrayis. If we're talking about things that have no lien on them, uh, typically this is an assumption of um, of metaltalin. E niknen elu b'meshicha. These kinyanim are only done through meshicha by pulling them toward you. Nechasim she'en lemachrayis. Niknen min nechasim she'esh lemachrayis. If you have things that have no achrayis, if you have metaltalin, they can be niknes with karka, b'kasif u'bishtar v'chazaka. They can tag along with the transaction. Meaning if you have, uh, you know, I don't know, 
some garden tools in your shed and I want to buy your shed. So I can buy your shed and chapa rain with the form of meta, uh, the form of Kenyan with Kesef, Shtar, and Chazaka. All the tools will then be included. Um, but on their own, they cannot use Kesef, Shtar, and Chazaka. It can only be done by Mashiach. And under certain circumstances, when you have things that are metaltalin, you can then bring about um, uh, um, a shvua, when there's a challenge between these two things. When there's a challenge with the metaltalin, you can bring about a neder through that which is through the properties that have liens. That last piece of the Mishnah is more complicated. We'll analyze it, but not today. The Gemara says, because of Minolan, how do we know that in regards to Karka, you can make a transaction with money? Very clear pasuk. You're allowed to buy fields with money. Perhaps we should say that you need two things, not just Kesef, but also Shtar. So it says the Gemara, after all, doesn't it say V'chasov B'Sefer V'chasom? should be written in the book and signed. says the Gemara, Iksiv Yiknu B'Sof. If the word Yiknu is written at the end of the Pasuk, Kedika Amris, I would agree with you that you need both. But Hashtadachsiv Yiknu only by money, Me'ikara, therefore Kesef Kani, money is allowed to make a transaction by a Karka. The Shtar, and Shtar is Raya Ba'almahu. Okay, that means that if a star is being used on top of kesef, the star is nothing more than a receipt. It's nothing more than a raya ledavar. It's not leikuva. It's not the oraisa. It's just a proof. Rav, Rav says, That's only true in a place where nobody writes stars. But in a place where it's the minagamakom, that everybody writes a star, even with money, then you have to write the star. However, if you want to be explicit and make a deal, then the seller and the buyer can agree to that explicit uh, rule, and then you're all fine and good. Uh, in the following case, Kizovin Ara, when land was sold, Omar used to say, If I want, I can make this transaction with money. If I want, I can make the transaction with a star. And what was he really saying? When he said, and we are a third of the way down, and we'll be heading until 10 lines to the bottom of the page, when he said that I'm talking about a transaction with money, that's because that once I make that transaction with you, you're not allowed to go back. If I want to make a deal with you with a star, there I have the upper hand. I'm allowed to go back in regards to a star. So basically you're allowed to be mefarish what you want the conditions to be, and then all is well and good. Says the Gemara, and how do we know that a star, and I know we were just talking about a star, we were talking about a star on top of Kesef. Now we're talking about a star by itself. What about a star? How do we know that a star works by itself? And Nolan says the Gemara halfway down on Chavava Meralev, the Pasuk that we saw above, you can't say that because that when we were talking about that Pasuk, that was in conjunction with Kesef. Under those circumstances, a star was specifically brought as a raya and not as an actual transaction. Ella, you're right. The Gemara says, the Pasuk says, and therefore, we see that a transaction works with star alone. Amar Shmuel lo shanu matana. This only is talking about with a star matana. But in regards to mecher, if you're talking about money, as it relate, if you're talking about a star as it relates to matana, good to go. If you're talking about a star as it relates to mecher, that's really not true. We actually still need money. Says the Gemara, Masiv Rav Hamnuna Bishtar Ketzat. What are you talking about? We have a Brisa. Rav Hamnuna quotes a Brisa. Kasav lo al haniyar o al acheres. If a person writes a star on a piece of paper or on pottery, afapish ein ein ben shava pruta, 
even though that what you're writing on, the laser paper, is not the fancy paper, it's not worth a Shabaputa. So says the Gemara, if we say, um, you're good to go, seemingly without Kesef. So therefore, how can you, Shmuel, say that Lo Matana? That's not true. It seems to be even with Shtar Mecher, that as long as you only have a star that should work even without money. So if that's the case, what's Shmuel talking about? Says the Gemara, who mostly love whom a Rav Hamnuna, who asked the question, answered it. The Mocher Sadehu Mipne Rasa. When when is Shmuel right? Uh, that is only when we're t- when is the Brisa right? That's only Bemocher Sadehu Rasa. When the field is being sold because of its poor quality, then a star is sufficient. If you wanted to request to give it over as a matana, that also works. If that's true that we're talking about this case of matana, like Ravashi says, why is it that you're saying it's Lashon Mecher? Because that strengthens his claim to use the language of Mecher, that it's a matana, it does make his claim a little bit stronger. We're going to stop right here, and we'll pick up again in Mirza Sheman Shabbos. I don't know what time Dafyomi is. Did you check yet? Uh, an hour, bef- an hour before Mincha. Wishing you all a beautiful night.